This is a comic book podcast that is streamed live weekly on youtube.com slash comic pop returns. If you are on YouTube, and I know you are, make sure to subscribe to that channel so you can be part of the action yourself. You're going to hear a bunch of questions and comments here on today's episode. Why not add your voice to the show next time? I mean, granted, it will be my voice reading the question, but let's not get hung up on the semantics of it all. Just go to youtube.com slash returns and subscribe today. And if you want to help us out a little further, a nice review on this platform from you would be really appreciated. Make sure to catch the show live on youtube.com slash returns and visit patreon.com slash if you want to help us more directly. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another live episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book review show where we take comic books that came out last week, and then we talk about them, and then we let you know what we've thought about them, review them, so to speak, and then we let you know what's coming out this week that we think that you should check out in the comic book world. Uh, if we find, if, if, you're, if you're watching the show live and you find yourself being like, wow, it's really choppy today, it's a little chilly out, which has affected the internet. Sometimes if it rains, it'll affect our internet. Sometimes if it's really windy, it'll affect the internet. Uh, and occasionally, when it's really cold, it will affect the internet. Here at the studio, mm-hmm. um, it started out being pretty cheap. What? Like, it started out being pretty uh, pretty reasonably expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they keep in- increasing the rent despite not increasing any amenities. Right. Or maintaining the amenities we enjoyed before. That's very true. So that'll have to be a conversation I have with these people at some point in the near future. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, we want to welcome you to the last episode of Off the Rack this year. Are you sure? I think so. Okay. Maybe. You, did you check? What? Well, you can pull up your phone and take a look. Oh, I didn't. I didn't check that. Well, I can't. I don't have my internet right now. I turned my internet off to help. You don't have access to your calendar? Uh, I don't think so. You can't access the calendar if your internet is not on? I don't think I can. I feel like that's ridiculous. Well, I wasn't sure if we were going to do one next week. Uh, we're, we're not sure. I, I don't think so. I'm okay. pretty sure we're not. Okay. But, uh, yeah. We'll th- we'll, we'll th- I had some thoughts. Oh, all right. Well, you have thoughts. Well, we'll 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 just do the show and then we'll see what happens. Yeah. Next time. Uh, we of course want to welcome those of you who are interested in sponsoring today's show. If you want to do so, you can use super chats, ask a question or comment. We'll read it here on the show. Uh, but Streamyard sometimes will screw up because it's like not a perfect thing. And so uh, we have like a super chat from Lee Allen that is no longer in the chat, uh, and they said we're surprised uh, that Danger Street Number One is put together more cheaply than standard Black Label books. This is a new form. Is this a new norm or purposeful decision? Uh, I don't have my copy of Danger Street just yet. I picked up a digital copy, uh, but I also pre-ordered my Danger Street. So it's at my comic book store sitting in the uh, w- in the bag waiting for me. Mm-hmm. So I haven't actually picked up a physical copy of Danger Street, but uh, so I can't speak to that. But, um, you know, what do we have? Uh, that was Dynamite that uh, printed a really crappy copy of Gargoyles. Yes. So... It could be across the board. I mean, I think they're trying to cut costs, so I'd have to see it to. to Wouldn't know. be surprised if all of them were um, cutting costs. Yeah, but they could just be like, you know what? Like the days of fanfare for Black Label are gone. Oh, and, certainly. Um, they're just like it's just an excuse to tell stories that could be outside of continuity or not. Yeah, or just wherever we print Tom King books from now on. I mean, honestly, like the editors and creatives who were in charge of Black Label or who spearheaded it are gone. So it's true. There's nobody there who gives a shit anymore about yeah. Black Label. I mean, I would argue there's almost nobody there at DC who like remembers what DC is. Like, ouch. You, I, I bet if you took like a straw poll of the of the of, of the executive staff, yeah, not including Jim Lee, mm-hmm. but literally everybody else who isn't like a writer, and say, what does DC stand for? I bet you'd get like seventy five percent going like, I don't know. You mean like the letters or the like- letters? Oh, okay. No, no, not not like what's the mission statement? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, just, I'm like, well, I'd love what to know. What stand for? I, I would like to know what they think that means, too. That's but why I, would, I was like, oh, that's actually I think, I, But I guarantee you most of them are just like, I don't know, man. I just thought it was, well, I just thought it was D.C. Uh, District of Columbia? No. No. But, uh, yeah. No, it's it's funny that it's called D.C. Comics. Yes. Yeah, but they don't do that anymore. Okay. They were actually very adamant about like mm. being like, don't call it DC Comics anymore. We're DC across the board. Movies, cartoons, video games, comic books. It's DC forever now. Why is that? Because it's, you know. Yeah, because it's redundant to yes. say DC Comics. But they've always been DC Comics. They're Detective Comic Comics. Exactly. Uh, I don't know what's going on. There's like, it, it's, it's weird. People are showing up. It's I guess. Uh, but yeah, so um, I read Danger Street. Apropos of that, uh, it's nice. from Tom King and Jorge Fornes. This is the creative duo behind the Rorschach series. What do they have to say about this? Uh, this is you. Um, okay, so I think it was like a like a kind of. I think it was like a like a personal challenge for Tom. I think like I think he was like let me let me look at the who's who of the DC universe omnibus that came out, and I'll like look at all these characters that have been forgotten or ignored or never would bo- would be bothered to be talked about or used at any point and then like make a story about all of them and connect them all together um there are a couple of standouts metamorpho creeper but uh the rest like lady cop and uh and, and like oh. a little group of, te- of of teenagers you know it's like it's a lot of very the green uh, team the green team yes exactly I, I didn't Thank just you. know that no but uh <laughs> yeah and it's just it okay like i get it and it wouldn't surprise me if like you know, one of the characters who was created by Steve Ditko becomes like the main focus of the book. Uh, because of course, like if you actually look at the Rorschach book, Fornes and King were basically doing a book about Ditko in their own way. Mm. So it's like, Oh, he has more to say. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It didn't grab me the way most new and self-contained 12 issue mini spy King do. To be fair, Mm -hmm. neither did Rorschach. No, it didn't. I no, but I didn't like it. Yeah, I was like, no. This one, I was like, oh, all right. Oh, it was just, oh. Mm. And I don't think it's that King's reach is exceeding his grasp. I don't think he's like overdoing because, like, look, it's a it's an objectively well made comic book, and there's like really fun stuff in it. Um, if I, I think it's deeper cuts than most people are used to, myself included. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warriors in it, and what? I was like, yeah, and I'm like, okay. I, I remember being like kind of like conditioned about that. I remember being warned. Um, I think this will read fantastic in the trade. I think this is one of those things. It's just like, oh, like the the way that a lot of people say, oh, I'd rather read King's stuff in the trade. I find a lot of his stuff mm-hmm. reads better all at once. This is one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I can't read this month to month. So I, I won't. Uh, he's earned enough of my goodwill to like pre-order the book and buy it, but I'm probably not going to read it month to month. Like you'll wait. I'll wait. Once you have it all the, the pieces, then you'll just then I'll just read it. the whole thing and okay. be like, ah, I really like the name of it. Yeah, yeah, it's solid. Dangerous read. I like the I like the logo and the uh, and the, and the cover. Everything about it's really solid. Um, but it's just the first issue. I'm like, okay, I, I not that I was even like this is enough. I've seen some like self indulgence from writers, particularly mm-hmm. writers like Tom King, who could fall into that trap. Sure. Um, but this, this is not that. It's just like, oh, okay. Like, this is fine. Mm. But it, it's very much one of those things where if you look at a masterpiece, and I'm not calling it a masterpiece, but if you look at a masterpiece or a work of art, mm-hmm. let's let's scale it back, a work of art really, really close. You know, 
you don't really know what you're looking at. And you're kind of like, I, I appreciate this is made of paint and canvas, but I don't really see what it is. you pull back and you see the whole picture like, oh, OK, I, I'm 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 aware of what I'm seeing now. I think this is one of those things. OK, that's fair. Just it very, it very much felt like chapter one of 12. OK, where I'm like, uh, is it of 12? I think so. Ooh. I hope so. Uh, maybe it, I hope it's seven or something like five. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it will be. OK. I think it's 12. Wow. Well, there's men in it. It's true. If it were starring a woman, eight. Listen, I'm, I love this, the story we got. It yeah. It's perfect. So. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Supergirl was great. Um, we both read Dark Web X-Men number one. Yeah. So I thought we'd talk about that one. Yeah. From Jerry Duggan and Rod Rice. This is a, a, a seemingly fantastic team. Which, I guess this is the one you're supposed to read before. I think so. The other one. I think you which... have to. Because I read Spider-Man and I'm like, Okay, and then I read this, and I'm like, "What?" And it, it's not like it's terribly confusing. It's just, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know what though? I'm kind of used to that off of the heels of um, Judgment Axe, Day. Yeah, yeah, because it's like that very much happens sometimes. Where I'm like, "Ooh," but occasionally, if it really mattered, they would make sure to put like, "Don't read this until after you've read the, this other." Yeah, thing. and this is definitely an issue that just doesn't matter. No, no, but like, and they did that too in Axe, where it's just whatever you read it out right, of order, it, it doesn't you really want. matter. Just kind of helps the fill you in, maybe. Exactly. Um, that's kind of how, how this felt. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, this is this is the thing. Yeah, this was not good. This was one of those things where I was like. At the end of it, I said, who wrote this? And then I went, Jerry Duggan. Okay. Because sometimes I've, Duggan has done a masterful job, I think. And I, I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but mm -hmm. like of managing the X line. And or at least writing X-Men, the title. Uh, but he also wrote Infinity Wars. And that sucks. So he's not without his. Sure. I mean, everybody has like you know books that are stronger, stories that are stronger than others. Certainly, this was not very good. Uh, what do you think about the art for this one? So I really liked it. Yeah, me too. And I have my reasons for that. Um, Besides the fact that Rod Rice is great. Well, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think that because um, who's on? Was it Ed Brisson? Yeah. Yeah. On on the Spider Man book we're going to talk about later. Is it him? No. no. Who is it? No. Um. Oh, the the Spider Man book. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know who wrote who. Uh, I don't remember who who. Oh no, it's Ed McGinnis. Ed McGinnis. Thank you. Different Ed. Wrong yeah. Ed. Sorry, all. Um. But um. I feel like McGinnis and Rice. Oh, all right. Hang on. Let me let me get my thoughts together here. Mm -hmm. I am not like wow. Dark Web is amazing and knocking it out of the park. No. I'm also not like oh my god i hate this put it in the garbage can same i am right like kind of in the middle where like i'm in this area of like i don't care i don't really care very much way. so um which is i think worse than hating it or loving it yeah um because either way you have feelings for it um but that <laughs> said i do think that there's potentially more thought to this than some of us might consider mm -hmm. because i believe that Rod Rice and Ed McGinnis were chosen yes. to make a connection to like years past for both of these books oh. because Rod Rice's art makes you think of Sienkiewicz in my opinion, New Mutants, all of that right, which takes you back, may not be exactly the right vibe of Inferno mm -hmm. but it does take you back to stories about magic, Yeah, right, like no, I think the character you, yeah. magic, and so I think there's like a direct connection there Yeah, and McGinnis's art makes you think of the 90s. The 90s. It makes you think of those of those artists of that time. Certainly right? based on what they ex execute in that issue. Yes. And so like I, I have to like 
give them some points there that like i do truly believe that was that was a third like a thought through choice yes to give you that sensation now whether or not you wanted that nostalgia whether or not you wanted um an event that simultaneously is a celebration of the time it came from or like the this time period and also like and a, also like, a send up of it simultaneously yeah i don't know because that's very much what this is probably that's what not this book was it felt like duggan just like blowing off steam like just having fun and like writing a book that's not going to really matter so much you know he's handling x-men and yeah. like you know he's just this just felt like he's having fun with it and now unfortunately this is an event for Probably folk like fans of Spider-Man. As yes. much as the X-Men are involved with this, they're not. And like, like Madeline it's... Pryor is 100%. She's an X character. She's, you know, tr- intrinsically tied to several of the main characters of the Hickman era of Krakoa, as and... well as just mutants in general. Yeah. But I would say it's more of a Spider-Man event because I feel like there's a little more hanging on it because X-Men have had plenty of events as of late. Right. And pr- plenty of really successful ones. So I yeah. feel like, you know, Folk haven't been like super enthusiastic about Spider-Man. And so like something like Dark Web, had it been something that everybody was on board for, would have really like rejuvenated it. Yeah. And so I feel like there's going to be a lot more scrutinization of this. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely not saying that. But like like little things like the artist, I was like, cool. But yes, I think some of the writing teams in this are going to treat this more like a little tongue in cheek. This was a lot of this exposition in this issue. Yes. Uh, particularly. So I think that at the very least, they did a good job of telling you like, where you need to be or how what you missed in the x-men world like all the x-men talk in this book Mm -hmm. and spider-man does stuff like that that is spider-man handles the action the x-men handle the exposition like i needed really any of it Uh uh-huh uh you also get a spider-man and his amazing friends moment yep which is a callback of course to a to, to a cartoon show again mid 80s early to mid 80s yeah so it's not inferno nor is it the 90s nope but it's an opportunity to because firestar i think is on the x-men it's like yep. oh let's do it mm-hmm. because it's so no, they rare both are. yeah but That's... firestar and x an iceman let's put them both yeah on so there. it's like they both are on there and you're going to have and so what you need to know is from the x-men is that right now those two characters are on the x-men right additionally so new york based gene and scott are on the x-men and so are havoc Mm-hmm. and magic so that team is going to be involved and so it's natural that you're gonna you you can't help but make that uh, yeah jump, absolutely that jump duggan does make sure to say how stupid it is though like it's actually really funny how you'll see occasionally throughout the last several decades mm-hmm. you'll see references to spider-man and his amazing friends mm-hmm. or do some kind of allusion to that this is the one of the few where i where uh it was pretty mean-spirited like where spider-man leaves and goes let's never do this again this was really dumb yep um, the only thing that's more mean spirit is when Dan Slott had Morlon kill everyone and eat them from that universe, there like from go. that cartoon universe itself. Yeah. Uh, but you know, close second. This is a this is this is not worth your money. Don't waste your time. I don't think you need to waste your money on this one. And that's the final word from us, apparently. Do you have a different opinion about um, that? Because I, you're welcome to share. It. I think that if you liked the X Men story in New Mutants, where we're talking about um, Madeline Pryor in Limbo, yeah, this is gonna try to fill in a little bit more post that so if you kind of wanted to know if you like, missed it then... or like or like if you didn't miss it if you're like oh i enjoyed that but like i i, I maybe i don't want to be involved with dark web but i do kind of want to know what's going on with madeline there mm-hmm. that's kind of what this is going to deal with yeah and so like i would say if you are interested in those characters especially if you came from the first volume of hellions and then you followed maybe to new mutants and then you're like okay what's going on then i i would say you, you could pick this up okay because 
there are parts of it where we do go to limbo. You do, yeah. And, um, you know, like, we've got, like, this set of four characters, at least. Well, they're all either tied to the place or to or the, the person. Or to the person. Yeah. Um, so, up to you, though. I'm not saying it was, like, an incredible book at all, but, you know. Yeah. If you're an X-Men fan, maybe you know Jerry Duggan. He's, an, he's a good writer, but, yeah. like, sometimes he's, you know, he's just having a moment. If you're looking to save money on the, like, the the road through dark web though yeah unessential yeah no i i agree I'll, again unless you're really interested in the metal empire side of it because that's that's really what it is this feels like there's like a split like this is one event but it's like the spider-man stuff and yeah. the x-men stuff exactly and so like if you're a spider-man fan i wouldn't worry about this one no uh i read dark crisis big bang a while back and uh so i wanted to mention it really quick this is a tie-in or a supplement to the dark crisis mm. it's from mark wade and dan jurgens it's barry allen versus the anti-monitor it's not really a, it's not it's only sort of about dark crisis but it's mostly about watching barry allen deal with the fallout of dark crisis which has not happened yet or at least we, we can't talk about it or no we did we yeah oh, we I didn't read, read it, it. okay no i read it but i wasn't sure when it when i read it it was two weeks ago but uh this is a fun issue that also plays with the idea put forth in the dark crisis about uh pariah creating the intimate the infinite multiverse mm -hmm. and like oh if we're beyond 52 universes if we're dealing with infinite earths what are they going to look like maybe we'll see some returns or some establishments like the Dark Knights of Steel universe is technically part of the Infinite Multiverse, so it gets a numerical designation. Right. The Amalgam universe is technically a member of the Infinite Multiverse, so it's part of that too. Like, there's a lot of different references and tongue-in-cheek, uh, you know, callbacks and, and 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 stuff like that. But overall, you get a really fun Barry Allen versus the Anti-Monitor story that I think is worth checking out, especially if you are like a '90s kid who liked that kind of thing back. Okay. Then. So I, I dug it. I think it might be fun to read. All right. Uh, equally, I read Wildcats number two. Uh, I also read Wildcats number one, but okay. doesn't really matter. Uh, this is, of course, written by Matthew Rosenberg with art by Steven Segovia. This continues the idea of uh, the Wildcats being kind of like a not quite suicide squad. It's more like they are a covert action team, though they do not stand for that. Um, in fact, there's a lot of like tongue in cheek references to the Wildcats being. Um, themselves but also don't refer to them like don't call zealot zealot because she'll kill you and like my worst enemies call me grifter and all this stuff like okay. it's just you know don't if you like the wildcats fuck you it's that kind of thing like okay you know we're we're dc's wildcats but no not the last two dc's wildcats this is the third iteration of dc's wildcats are they heroes is, though they are not i mean like they are heroes for hire like they're more of like a black ops squad of people that do stuff okay it's a very directionless book that wants you to take it not terribly seriously you know it wants you to have fun enjoying it but also being a fan of wildstorm will only will only make you immediately familiar with the characters only to find out they're nothing like the characters you were familiar with and that's interesting i guess it's just doing its thing it's trying to All be its right. own thing while also dipping its toe in the waters of nostalgia sure and and telling you that like you should not be nostalgic about the wildcats right. which i think is a fair point to make uh but also 
you know, it, it ain't what it was. Right. And this, this is not trying to be that. This is trying to be something else and trying to have fun mm-hmm. and firmly establish it as like another corner of the DC universe. Like we are not in the wild storm universe. This is what if Marlowe and Zealot and voodoo and everybody, what if they were members of the D what if they always were right. DC right. characters. Okay. And that's an idea. Um, it's an idea I won't be reading anymore, but it's an idea that I respect somewhat. Okay. Um, that's, that's fair. It also is trying very hard to firmly establish Rosenberg as the authority, no pun intended, on the wild storm. Sure. Like, no one, it's not like, oh man, Wildcat's picking up. Maybe someone else will pick up Team 7 or Gen 13 or, you know, some other. No. Okay. Like, Fairchild is a secret weapon they use. What? Yeah. And it's just like so uninteresting. And mm. I would argue haphazardly executed that I, I couldn't be even a little bit excited about it. What? Yeah. Like, well, she's really strong. But like, if she gets too strong, she'll like tap out, you know, like she'll go unconscious, which is just like a power that I've seen before that I'm so uninterested in. Mm hmm. Like, that is so not interesting to me. A character who's like, especially if it's a woman, you know what I mean? Like, oh, when she gets really strong, she faints. Cool. Can she have a nosebleed too? So I would say pass. I believe there's aliens as well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's a thing that exists. Okay. Um, but it's, a sh- you know, it's fine. It, I don't see it lasting. Uh, what did you read? Um, I read... Uh... You want to talk about that one? No, whatever. I, I read Deadpool number two. Oh, hey. This week, and I remember that was coming out. I, was I like, thought there were more issues of this book. No, just the two so far. All right. Um, this is the like new kickoff series for you know Deadpool, new writer, new number one Marvel's like whole thing. Love them number ones. Oh yes. But I mean, admittedly. Oh, they is, they canceled the book. This yeah. is a new. This is a restart. Yeah, so it's fair. Uh, this is uh, written by Alyssa Wong with art by Martin Kokolo. Mm, yes. Oh, I should point out really quick. Um, yeah. I didn't. We don't. I don't really talk too much about the artist too much, and I should. We should be. I should be more. Like I should weigh in more about that. Uh-huh. Uh, I did not care for Stephen Segovia's work on this. Uh, on Wildcats too. I think Segovia was on Hellions. I think so too. Yeah, he took a little bit to get used to the characters, but yeah. by the end, like he got. I've seen his work before, and it's it's good. Yeah, but like I, it, I remember in that first volume, like there was some really standout stuff, and then some stuff I was like, oh, oh no, yeah. But then, like as we went on, it's like he just became comfortable with them. Like he got to know them. There are a lot know, of moments like that. It's like, like, it's like that. he has like a, like a relationship with them, where he like he starts to get what where they should be in panels, how they yep. should look. I, there's something there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying he's you know, and uh, Jorge Fornes did a fantastic job as always. Excellent. Uh. Kokolo uh, does a great job art-wise in this. It's very different looking. It has like that enhanced pencil look oh, yeah. to it. I don't think it is enhanced pencils, but it does. Looks like the cover certainly. Well, is. yeah, it it, I, it might be. Yeah. Um, it could also be digital too, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. But with that pencily look to it, this is this series where uh, Deadpool wants to get uh, become part of this secret assassin society yes. and like is sent to kill Doc Ock, but like is um, stopped from doing so by the harrower who tries to implant him with a uh, symbiote so that they can birth a new carnage symbiote yes um or have 
Deadpool do that because Deadpool's body can can regenerate it. exactly. Yeah. And so that's the plan. Last in the last issue, like uh, Deadpool seemed to be um, going through the moment of the dinner moment from Alien. Yep. But out of his back. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So basically, he just has two extra arms shooting out of his back right mm-hmm. now, and so we get you know some fun banter there. This is again. This is the like jokey. Yes. You know, like fourth wall breaking, talking to us directly. The Nolan North Deadpool, not the sad clown. Exactly. Um, so, so you're getting that here. Um, but what I think is interesting is Wong's ability to balance that because sometimes it gets a little much. That would be the writer, Alyssa Wong, by the way. Yes. Um, yes. (laughs) Um, not the character, not the character, not Wonger is, um, (laughs) but she does a really good job, I think, of balancing him talking aloud to characters narrating to us and also allowing the other characters to be like okay to react yes react or be like what the hell yeah in this issue we introduce another character who's going to be part of this book for the foreseeable next few issues or so i'm sure yeah um in which um lady deathstrike shows up and it's (laughs) actually really brilliant the way in which wong handles it where um Deathstrike retcons the um, intro sequence that we saw in the first issue where he goes to the meeting. Yes. She's like, I was there the whole time. <laughs> we were both assigned this. Don't you remember any of that? And so we see some of the panels from earlier, but with her standing there in the panel. Oh, that's fun. Like where she's like, that's yeah. You, you left this whole part out. Yeah. Like you left all of me out. You forgot, <laughs> like you, you just stopped calling. And so like, I was like, what? Like they got assigned together. They're both trying to get in. Oh, okay. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's weird. Why would they do that? Is that like, do you, did you like that or did you feel like that was like Wong changing gears? I assumed no, I like that because what it seemed to me was like clearly the this guild of like assassins or whoever they are was like, well, one of them will kill the other. Right. Like we're only going to get one. Mm-hmm. Like they'll work together to find the target and then obviously one of them will kill the other. Is Deadpool's I don't retconning sure. of her... Do you suspect that it is because of foul play in like no, in his just, mind, or do you think he just doesn't regard her? He doesn't. He's just like no. He's just telling his story. He's like, oh yeah, like because he talks about the person he was flirting with and everything, and like Deathstrike's like right behind that person. Yeah. So it's like you know, in that moment, he was like, "You're not even there to me. I'm just focusing on the pretty person I'm looking at. Like mm-hmm. I only care about them. I don't care about you." Yeah. Like they were talking to me. I guess you were there. Like it's like that type <laughs> of thing. Um. We're like, you know, like there's an entire chat like that we see as like one of those info dump pages because technically this is an X book in a yes. way in, in terms of Krakoa. Right. So it has like those info dump pages, but it's just a chat between them. Okay. So it's like them like I am. Why not? Fire. That's a fun way to use that while also not like, exactly going overboard. Um, but yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, like what are we gonna get out of this? Well, there's like three different people trying to get Deadpool now. Cause like the two of them like try to team up and, and fight against um Harrower. Um Deadpool ends up leaving her behind like Deathstrike. He's like, well, I got to go because like I'm bleeding to death because a third arm like burst out of his mouth. Uh-huh. Okay, so cool. It's horrible. It's, it's, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, Doc Ock and Harrow are going to team up to try to get Deadpool. Cool. Deathstrike's like, screw you. I'm taking you down now. Like, okay. You abandoned me. We failed our mission now. Like now I'm not getting into the society, so I'm going to kill you. Right. So Love lots it. of people are after Deadpool and he has like a carnage symbiote in him. So I'm like, that's neat. Additionally, I got a new pizza idea from this and I am legitimately interested. Oh. I am legit interested in this. I have a feeling everyone's going to hate this. Oh, this I think this is kind of cool. Um, but 
Deadpool's like thinking about pizza, having yeah. like a big pizza afterwards, and he's like, <laughs> "I don't know why, but a double black olive, banana pepper, and pineapple isn't more uh, isn't more of a crowd pleaser." And I'm like, uh. "I like black olives on a pizza. I've never had banana peppers on there, but I think the like vinegariness would be kind of cool." Yeah. And I have no problem with putting pineapple on a pizza. I know me either. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I like it too. So I'm like, I'll try that. Right, I'm down. I can make that. Yeah, happen. well, we can we can have that. Or the Deadpool special. We can house that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um. This is a like fun action yeah. romp. Low stakes. Yeah, low stakes. But if you're not a fan of this type of Deadpool, if this isn't the humor that you're looking for from Deadpool, if you're not looking for so much fourth wall breaking, if you're not looking for like the like utter quip machine and joke machine that he is, yeah, this is not for you. And I'm, and I'm sorry. I know he's not been anything but this for a while for folks who might be looking for a different take on Deadpool, but that's the take we got right now. Yeah. I like it right like sometimes i'm just looking for something fun it's a quick read you know like i said it's very action oriented good um but there you go nice all right hey you know what we haven't done in a while what read any super chats oh. so let's make sure to do that <laughs> as well brian Rowland says happy holidays to the entire comp up crew thank you thanks for all the great videos and streams thank you brian for well, supporting the show I appreciate it revens says happy holidays if you could spend christmas with a comic character who would it be uh probably batman because he wouldn't be there and i could i could just i could just chill in the manor and alfred will handle everything so really just want to spend christmas with, with a very rich person yes <laughs> with a very rich benefactor in a gorgeous house because obviously you know batman would be like yeah okay uh yeah you, you just hang out in the manor alfred will tend to your needs and i'll be like yeah yeah, yeah. and i'll diff tiffany ben ethan all right maybe in gotham come over here I'm not going to Gotham. You're going to the Palisades. No, no. Here's why I'm not going to Gotham because Batman's out and about. Why is he out and about? Something's he's going always down. out. I'm not going out. He's though, always there. out. It's not Just a question of that. Doctor Strange. Uh, the Telphonics. But that's my answer. You let me answer. Mm -hmm. Doctor... We only knew it was Doctor Strange. Yeah. Why? Well, because a Doctor Strange, b Magic. You're gonna get something from anywhere in the world then that that's you true. might want. Yeah. And you're also in New York. There's something about New York in the city or yeah. in the, during the holidays. New that's York right. in the city, being in the city for the holidays. That's true. We could we could swing by Bryant Park maybe at a small window when it isn't choked with humans. That's not possible, but he'll make it happen. Yeah. Oh, he could put us in another dimension where yeah. that's not the case. Exactly. Uh, the Telphonics says throwing Christmas cheer Tiffany's way for having sit through her that amazing event twice. Great holiday back issues. I don't know what that means. It's it's talking about the future. Oh, you're talking about the upcoming this week episode of Back Issues. Maybe we'll tease later on today. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, and thank you for days. the holiday chair. I could definitely use it. Yes, absolutely. That. Yeah, Tiffany did not see that coming. I uh, legitimately done like if you when you when you watch that episode like that. I had no idea. Yeah. And apparently, everyone else on the couch did. They did. Uh, Charzy, thank you very much for your support. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Dan V900 with Danger Street and the kids. I was like, was this inspired by the outsiders with their names? I didn't connect emotionally with the characters. Fair. Uh, thank you very much for your support, man. Appreciate it. Baggins117, Dark Web sucks. Merry Christmas. We're trying, man. <laughs> you too. <laughs> ah, Charzy jumps back in. Ah, another off the rack to make my week stay on track. Anyways, I have a question. Well, we have okay. an answer for you. You're back issues on hellblazer was there there was an awesome opening theme what was the name of it um i don't know if i changed it uh the back issues theme is far behind is the name of it i don't know um i thought for hellblazer you might have done something different i may have if if it is it's it's just one of those like you know either it's from the from the youtube free music section or it's from uh uh whatever we're using and sal's our editor so it's yeah i don't remember but i i'll, I'll take a look i have no idea 
Danv900 returns. I have absolutely no idea that there was a Mark Miller series starting an image called Nightclub until I saw it at my local comic book store. Uh, CB uh, marketing comics stinks right now, but this is Mark Miller baffling. Yeah, Mark Miller, I think his stock has kind of dropped. I mean, I've been talking I... at nauseum about uh, yeah. marketing and comics. So if you want to catch uh, any of those thoughts, feel free to watch any episode I've been on for the last uh, three months. I did see that book. I just chose. I was like, I, I just, I did not feel like jumping in on you it. You dropped it seemed, off a of magic order too. So but it's it like, also I mean, seemed like a couple of other things that I've read. And I'm sure it isn't, but the cover on its own, like maybe think of too many things that I was like, I've seen that already. Or yeah. Not and I, but I'm sure it's not. Yeah. But it just gave me those vibes. Yeah. No, I haven't heard from Mark Miller in a long time. And uh, you know, I don't no reason to look for him. Uh, Ray Far, Comic Pop Woo, uh, been looking, uh, been loving the Comic Pop Plays channel. Thank you. Wants the happy holidays to all the Comic Pop. Also, favorite ancillary X team, uh, Excalibur. Yeah, it has to be. But mine's the British one from across the pond. That's fair. The Alan Davis kind. Well, a lot of the Brits were on it until they weren't. Yeah. Now, you like the interdimensional magical kind. I do like that, yeah. for sure. I mean, like, if you're talking about recent stuff, then Hellions is easily one of my favorite X teams. The most, like, I think they did a really good job of taking a concept that could have easily just been like, oh, you're doing X versions of Suicide Squad. Yeah. But they were like, no, we're not. No. We're doing a dysfunctional team. Yes. Right. But they're not quite that. That's cool. I'm like, appreciate that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, also, I'm I'm enjoying the uh, Comic Pop Plays channel as well. If you haven't already subscribed, go to YouTube.com slash Comic Pop Plays or at Comic Pop Plays. I don't know. But uh, it's right there. And uh, check it out. There's a lot of fun streams. We just finished uh, the Avengers stream. Yep. So that's out. So that's we're all done with that. Yeah. Liam McElduff, I'm loving Wildcats. Merry Christmas, you pair of legends. I've been reading Venom, but now it's going into Dark Web. However, I'm not up for this event. Do you think I can skip it and jump into Venom 14? Venom 14 is going to uh, tie directly in with Dark Web. I think uh, Spider-Man says that in this new issue. I think so, uh, so I'd watch out. I might skip uh, part 14 as well. Uh, Martin Sorison watched an old Backish's episode with another high-profile cre- crossover, Batman versus Judge Dredd, and noticed something: might Judge Death be the inspiration for everyone's favorite Batman who laughs? I mean, I think yes. Whether it was deliberate or not uh, remains to be seen. I know that um, comic book fans are some of the most direct fans when it comes to reaching their creators. Like, if you were to meet Harrison Ford, you wouldn't be like, "Frantic was boring." You'd be like, "I love you because of the Fugitive." Uh, with convo creators, people are like, "Hey, uh, Scott Snyder, uh, what's uh, what's up with your do- Judge Death ripoff?" And he has directly said, like, he didn't realize that they were like that they were almost identical. Like it was a it was a subconscious like I didn't know that was not my plan. It, it's a coincidence, kind of thing. You don't agree? I mean, who designed it? Uh, I assume Jock, but maybe oh, it was Jock. Capullo. Yeah, I don't know who first drew the Batman Who Laughs. I think it might have been Capullo. If it was Jock, there's no way. He that he did. didn't know about Judge Death. Yeah. Yeah. If it's Capullo. There's also no way he didn't know about Judge Death. Uh, Mordecai. But it would be less. It could have been something in the back of his mind instead of something he actively knew about. No, I'm sure that wasn't in the notes. I, I, I would go so far as to say Scott Snyder did not put in the notes. Make him look like Judge Death. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mordecai, uh, happy holidays. Got the new issue of Savage Avengers and the trade paperback of physical issues I missed. Loving the crazy ride Pepos is putting us on. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to read nice. it, but uh, it's it's a fun read if you like. You know, as much as there's a lot of like cosmetic '90s nostalgia going on, Savage Avengers is actually doing it. Mm. Like, it's doing it with any like sincerity. Right. 
Uh, Erwin Rosales says, happy holidays, guys. You Thank too, Erwin. I don't know if you guys noticed, but a couple of weeks ago, James Gunn shared an Insta story of Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow from Tom King's post. It made me wish for an HBO Max miniseries adaptation. Wait, did he? I did not see that. Uh, but don't give me hope. That would be amazing. Hell, uh, James Gunn has said on numerous occasions that he is looking forward to revitalizing the animation department as well. If they did that, if they did it in some way, shape, or form, we might actually get a hardcover out of it. Oh, yeah. No, if... Yeah, if the movies legitimize it, then DC be like, we all loved it. Who didn't love it? Here's the here's the oversized hardcover. Yay. God, Bill Gazevli is so good. Yeah. Did, did anybody else say that this book was good? No. Um, You're just being other people. Yeah, Mr. Self-Sabotage. Have a wonderful holiday, Comic Pop. You too. Uh, blessed to have met you guys in your Comic-Con. Oh, it's good to meet you too, man. Thank, Thank you. you. And can't wait to see what comes next for New Year. Me too. Uh, cheers to you too. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, yeah. I've got some plans, I promise. Well, maybe we'll talk about it. We'll see. What? Uh, Jordan Phil. Hey, guys. Haven't been able to watch a live stream for a while, but the wake up with Comic Pops have been great. Happy holidays. Thank you, Jordan. Heck yeah. I apologize for not having been... Uh, we actually took a little break from them uh, because my voice got fucked up and I haven't had a chance to actually just like sit down and record. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to the doctor on Wednesday. We'll see what's up. But... Uh, it's a little strained and I'm trying not to like overdo it because we've been also trying to hammer out back issues and get at least the holidays covered, which mm -hmm. uh, Christmas and New Year's are done and mm -hmm. edited and uploaded. And uh, the Christmas one is up for uh, patrons and the New Year's one to come after that. Uh, and then we got to shoot another one to come after that. But uh, that's this Wednesday. Yeah, right? but we're covered. Nice. Uh, but I'm trying to. Yeah, but I do like that show, and I it's not it's not gone. Mm -hmm. In fact, I just updated the thumbnails, which uh, if you haven't already seen, actually, I think. Uh, yeah, Wake Up, GBU, both got major thumbnail revitalizations. So check it out if you haven't already. Uh, extra films. Day. Uh, are there any books you guys really want to do for back issues but just don't think they get any traction? If so, what are they? Merry Christmas. Book you too, Extra Day. Tiffany? Uh, more Saga. Mm. Yeah, we've done it in four years, and yeah. that's because it'll it'll tank. It doesn't do it doesn't do great. No, it used to, and yeah. then it just stopped. That's fair. I yeah. get it. And there's a million. I, you know, I'd love to do. I'd love to do Spawn Wildcats. I'd love to do uh, Savage Dragon. You know, I'd like to do a Redux of Gen 13. Um, I'd like to. Uh, yeah, there's a ton. Uh, yeah, there really are. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Jay Sage, <laughs> happy holidays! First ever off the rack live. Well, welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh, I live in England. Oh, oh well, that's oh, why. Cheers. Cheers. I've uh, been watching you guys since university. Oh, university. <gasps> uh, love to see the channel growing. Can't wait to see Sal cover a manga on the couch. No, you're not gonna be seeing that anytime soon, Jay Sage. But thank you very much for hopping across the pond Appreciate and it. checking us out in our time zone. Um, yeah, I Tiffany will. Something we, is killing the children. I'd also like to do. Sorry, I was thinking about other ones. I want to do like, that once in future. Once I in future would be great. To do. Yeah, yeah. Can't do that. I would like to see once in future something's killing the children, and uh, I'd like to see you do. What's the other one? Um, Attack on Titan. Yeah, I thought that'd be fun. Young Goku over nine thousand. Happy holidays. I read Legion of X and saw Professor X get called a bad dad and cry. Oh, uh, pretty sad. fun. I couldn't wait to talk to you about that. Pretty sure the next arc is going to be called Death of X, referring to Charles. Let Legion step up. Well, maybe let's talk about it. Well, spoilers. I mean, for my review, I know he is a bad dad. I would not have expected him to cry about it. <gasps> um, yeah, Legion of X uh, came out this week, written by Cy Spurrier, with art by Netho Diaz. Yeah, Netho Diaz. Um, I actually had to go back and read finished Nefo Diaz, uh, I don't know if you know this, also ordered the clone army for uh, Senator Palpatine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I always get those two confused. Um, but um, 
Yeah, I um I didn't realize I hadn't finished issue seven. Oh, I, I did, and so I came into the middle of this, and I was like, "Okay, cool, we're doing something. We're dropped in the middle of something," and I'm like, "We are not. We are not <laughs> dropped in the middle of something. I missed something." So I went back and I read that. So if I get details mixed up between like what I learned from this and that, it's all just bear one big, with me, folks. Look, Legion of X is a saga. It's not necessarily a, a, a week to week, this month is, to month kind of thing. No, this and Immortal X Men, but this one I would say even more. Um, there's a lot going on in these books, and I got to tell you, like. I read this, these two issues first, and then I went and read like Deadpool and like Spider-Man and stuff like that. And those like two, like Deadpool's supposed to be like, you know, just popcorn. Yes. Right. Um, and this dark web event additionally is also is silly. Um, yeah. But like, so to read those two first and then have the other books, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like this makes me feel like I'm like, okay, You're I, really, part of I gotta something. think about this. Yeah. All right, what, what, what are we doing with this? Because Spurrier is like pulling from all over the place. Yeah. Um, again, a very like competent typewriter. Um, but he's trying different things for sure. Like Nightcrawler is dealing with a strange additional mutation he's got going on. He's got horns on his head. What's going Aww. on with that? And there's like something up with that, right? Okay. Um, and uh, they go to X Corp. Remember X Corp? Yes, I remember that book that got canceled with extreme prejudice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they actually, the building still exists. Well, they still exist. Like the, it's the still a thing. Still exists. Yeah. Um, and uh, Worthington's there. He called out for help, and so like, they sent a team there and. Cool. When they get there, he's a big scary bird monster. Oh no! So he's getting a mutation as well. Something happened there, right? Okay. Like, what's going on? What, what's what's? Oh, is there like a like a secret mutant virus that's like causing additional mutations? No. Okay. Is it Inferno? No. Or so, I'm sorry, Dark Web. No, no, no. Hang on, because Spur is doing his own thing. But let me tell you, we are touching. I can't even tell you how many different things we are like touching hitting on, on. Yeah. right so we've got the team that he's had the whole time right this whole yeah you know nightcrawler losing his faith and trying to understand like where he fits into the hoka crow thing we got that going yes on. every time i see legion of x there's always a picture of like that pixie girl and <laughs> she's not she is a she's in theory oh her yes pixie. yeah like where it's like oh yeah pixie remember she was really important she was really important to to, to teaching nightcrawler about his faith yeah She's, she's still, still a major player oh, yeah, in this book. So ne team. She never comes up. No, she's still on the team. Okay. It's just at the end of the day, it's really a book about Nightcrawler, Legion, and Nightcrawler. Yeah, <laughs> you Good. got Legion okay. and Nightcrawler on the team. Obviously, they're going to be the major draws. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, yeah. So we've got Nightcrawler with his mutation. We have you know the team that and the whole um, kind of mini society that they've built, right? Because yes. it's all within Legion's mind right, right? It's yeah like, there's like a secret pocket dimension in his mind where people can go and relax and heal right okay all right so that got that going on legion's been having his own issues right mm -hmm. um then of course there is uh banshee who's now the spirit of variance because he was offered um powers because um legion turned them down oh, okay and so he was offered them in his place right yeah i might as well go from legion to banshee sure by mother righteous right okay so this being mother yeah. righteous offers these cosmic powers so there's something there going on so we got like a tie to the magic to the you know spirit of vengeance sort of thing we got yeah. that going on right. right we have the like drama between legion and his dad for sure yes right like there's there's something going on there we got the fact that like like yeah charles doesn't believe in him even remotely let's bring in black knight oh yeah why not because spurrier wrote the black, the black knight, knight book, book before this oh yeah so let's let's get them in there uh black knight of course is now switching between uh dane and dane's daughter okay 
like they switch back and forth. I see. As need be. All because right. Because it's hard to be Black Knight. <laughs> I guess. Well, because the Ebony Blade feeds off of like negativity. So it is hard to be Black Knight. You know, like if you need to be strong and powerful, then you need to be like angry and upset. Right. Okay. Um, so it's it's rough. So they switch back and forth. But she's there and she's a mutant. Oh. It turns out. And okay. Her mutant ability appears to be um making like a whole bunch of regular people ended up having like random powers and mm-hmm. they took these tests like a covid test essentially okay, but right. it's like it shows that you're a mutant okay but then an hour later it went away so like she has this ability to manifest like a power oh so you're like oh is that why they're changing and then i thought oh is nightcrawler changing over and over again because like when he he did so many deaths yeah because at one point they go to see sinister and right last yeah, issue, and like that. in that like sinister ends up killing him yes because he's like have you tried turning it off and on again hmm. and that girl's like what yeah and so he comes back and his horns are bigger and i'm like oh my gosh is that no it's not that okay there's magic involved oh all like, right. not the character no lowercase m lowercase m magic um magic with a c yes <laughs> so we're, we're, we're dealing with that as well like there's just there's just so many little things going on but spurrier somehow makes it feel really cohesive and intelligent uh-huh like there's a bigger plan here and he plays well with others let, let's be honest <laughs> like there's something about the the british writers they just know yeah. how to play well with others they know how to pay attention to what's going on in in the other books right like obviously sinister's being touted as you know the upcoming big threat right for krakoa right so like when they visit him in the last issue mm-hmm. to find out what's going on with kurt because you know even if uh sinister is a jerk he's still the greatest um geneticist geneticist around sure um there's a portal there and pixie's like hey what's what's there and he's like oh that's just where i keep my genetic atrocities and lay plans uh for world domination uh-huh. and he's like ha 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 ha, ha. And I'm no like, but really though yeah yeah uh-huh, sure but Additionally, you do do um, in the last issue, Warlock plays a big like factor. And if you thought for a minute that some of these writers forgot about the um, tie to, to the phalanx, phalanx, think again. Good. Sizebreaker did not forget about that. And it all comes back around. Good. All right. Cool. Like we're dealing with that. And there is something up with Warlock. Oh. Oh, no. Right. Um, when Warlock enters, when they have to go to... Um, in the last issue, they go to Legion's mind dimension. Yeah. And when they leave, there's like a shadow there. Mm. And someone's like, oh, it's a hanger on. And I'm like, that could be a lot of things. It, I was like, it looks like Juggernaut. It looks like Juggernaut. It looks like Onslaught. And it looks like Nimrod. Yeah. I'm like, I can't tell what we're looking that's at fun. there. And that's, I love that. That's really cool. I'm like, okay. So it could be any of them. And, and all of those have all of them are, really like, Juggernaut fun Juggernaut is on their team. Yeah. Right? Like, he's part of it now. Mm-hmm. Like, he's there for them. Yeah. So, like, I but was, Onslaught's like, directly connected to this series. It is too, right? But so is Nimrod. Yes. I don't know. So like Spurrier is really doing a lot. And if you feel sometimes like it's overwhelming, trust me, I get you. Cause he's packing a lot into these issues. And at times I'm like, Whew, okay. What did I just read? Right. So sometimes I have to go back through because the info dumps are important. Yes. For sure. Right. But they're dense. Yeah. At times. But keep reading it because no one wants this book canceled. No, I definitely like- don't <laughs> want this book canceled. because I, I think it's really, it simultaneously feels like it is helping to develop the lived-in world of Krakoa. Not that we haven't been doing that now for quite a while, but it is definitely taking this one area that had like big question marks about certain characters and and certain ramifications of actions, mm-hmm. and you know bringing them to a head and and really developing that further. 
So it's like giving you the, the legitimacy of continuing this and making the world of Hickman that Hickman helped to create and begin. Yeah. Kickstart. I don't want to say he created it on his own. No, he like, kicked it off. But he helped to kick it off and, and make it go like, okay, listen, if we couldn't have him end it and finish it off, why? Right. Then what's it for? Yeah. And so I, Spurrier's book to me feels like a really great answer to that. Mm -hmm. It's like, because there is a lot to deal with here. There's a lot that can be drawn. Yeah, the X-Men world is dense and has a lot of like moving parts. And if we're going to like give, if we're going to explore all of X-Men, let's do that. Like, mm -hmm. let's do deal with Juggernaut and Onslaught and Nimrod and the Phalanx and right. Warlock and, you know, and all these different teams and all their interconnectivity. Like, like there, there's there's room for all of this. Exactly. So. And a character like Legion, who is, you know, a, forgotten is an awesome forgotten character who, who has a lot of weight when it comes to their role that they've previously paid or played within X-Men books, yeah. you know, yeah. their direct tie to Charles Xavier. And how much Kirko is supposed to be about being having a fresh start. So exactly. like, to have a character like that there who's trying really hard, but also has like their dad who is basically in charge of all of this, who started all of this, who has now kind of fallen yeah. a little bit himself. Yeah. But still like, I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. In this, um, Legion's girlfriend, ghostly astral projecting girlfriend goes to Charles in a dream and is like, he needs you. Mm -hmm. And like, not to be like a leader or whatever like that, because like essentially... Legion would just kind of let go and like move on to the next plane of existence. Mm. If it wasn't for the fact that like Magneto in AXE was like, we're going to need people like you. Right. Like you're, yeah. you can do this. So like he's sticking around for that. And that the idea is that like what he needs is like Charles like love. Right. So then Charles activates a code named Daedalus. So I'm interested to see where that's going. What ramifications that might have. Cause if you think that doesn't, <laughs> that name doesn't have some meaning. You're, you're you're sincerely incorrect, I'm sure. Right. But we're really going to focus on Nightcrawler. It's Nightcrawler and Legion's books. That's yeah. Honest. So like we end up needing to go to, I think we're in Germany, <laughs> Germany, oh. um, where we meet a character by the name of Mommy, who okay. I guess has something to do with Nightcrawler's past uh. of being like, kind of a circus freak yeah well interestingly enough did you know this uh did you know uh apparently the creator of nightcrawler of course it was chris claremont had the idea that um <sighs> destiny would be nightcrawler's mother mm -hmm. and mystique would be his father and that mystique is actually a man and just likes to look like a woman oh that's interesting they didn't do that. No. <laughs> but uh, but that was that was Claremont's pitch initially. Yeah. And Marvel was like, Haha, no. <laughs> it's the '80s. We're trying. We're, we're not. We're not pushing that hard. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was just so. Mike Nightcrawler's parentage is way up in the air, and Marvel tends to go like, oh, what did Claremont say? Let's do something else. Who's the third Summers brother? Gambit? No. No. No, we're not doing that. No. But yeah, so. What I like about this book is how much there is going on. What I sometimes I'm like, I am overwhelmed by it. Oh yeah. At times. So it's fair to feel that way. It is. But trust me, it's, I feel like it's a worthwhile book to read just because of its incredible depth that it brings. And again, if you're a Nightcrawler fan, trust me between Gillen and Spurrier, yeah. like, there's a lot of love. Hands. There's a lot of love for that character. Um, also man, Nightcrawler, he is like kind of the, the Krakoa bicycle. Mm, he gets around oh yeah interesting he has a secret door into his house ah. like a secret gateway okay for folk to come in at all hours of the night hmm. i'm like 
Okay, Kurt. Okay. It's very <laughs> different from what I know I'm doing. <laughs> Listen, you don't, you don't wear a skin-tight leotard and not be like, okay, yeah. ladies, mm-hmm. behold. Well, how does it look? He looks great. No, Legion of X. Oh, it looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know what it is? It's It works. The, the art works for the story they're telling. It is unconventional. Cool. Um, it, Like in terms of standard comic book art yes but i think it really works for a lot of the more wild stuff that you yeah. need to put into this book oh and again don't forget you've got the mother righteous has some plan in play whatever she is wherever she comes from she has got some plan in play for legion is simultaneously worried about him but also i'm like you're doing something more and you have banshee being the spirit of variance yeah which there is an entire page in here taken from the sanctum oh centaurum and i was like so as much as I think McKay is going to do a fine job when he comes to his actual Doctor Strange run, mm-hmm. uh, Spurrier. Oh Doctor my Strange, God, in a heartbeat. Please. Yeah. The, the, the dude who wrote Hellblazer should be writing for fucking Doctor Strange. You, you know, because we're not going to get exactly Hellblazer because no. Strange and Hellblazer Strange shouldn't and, be Strange written and Constant the same. are not the same. Person. No, they should not be written the same way, but I think that Spurrier is a professional enough to know that, but I think he would bring it back more to that like late 80s, early 90s Doctor Strange mm-hmm. who was like over the top, but more serious. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see that. Me too. Uh, Cat Lawyer will defend for treats is wishing the comic pop crew a very happy rela- or a very relaxing holidays. Can I suggest mm-hmm. one Elseworlds episode with you both on your favorite comic book title designs? Oh, I like that. I would like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could. That could be nice. Yeah. Uh, you with the four or the face says, "I'm surprised Marvel never had Daredevil and Nightcrawler sit down and have a conversation with all the time they have uh, Crisis of Faith." I would like to see Daredevil and Nightcrawler in like some kind of a like we go to the same church kind of thing, right? Uh, that'd be really cool. Or like one of them, you do like a like a quick little one shot where like they end up on the same rooftop yes of a church yeah i think i saw a little bit of that in like a kevin smith spider-man book once. oh really yeah uh justin thank you very much for your very strong generosity oh really appreciate it happy thank holidays you. to you. you happy holidays i binged your whole back catalog over the last year i wanted to say thanks only oversight no x-men outback era which is what the first got me collecting back in junior high interesting x-men outback I'm not familiar with it, so I'll have to uh, fill that gap in my resume. Uh, thank you, Justin, for checking out the backlog. We do appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. for jumping ship over from uh, Compop Prime. Two returns yes. and rounding it out, because I think you're only getting a partial picture when you're only watching back issues. Uh, but thank you very much, well, thank man. Thank you. And uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, Chadicus, happy holidays, Comic Pop. Pretty sure I saw you guys at Baltimore Comic Con, but didn't pull two and two together until you left. We were the ones with the manga sale. I, I don't know there was there were a lot of sales but yeah uh, but there was just there was a couple of places that were just for manga so you probably did yeah oh yeah yeah i know that area i know exactly what area you're talking about and uh thanks there's, there's Th- two there's one with long boxes and one with the shelves i think the shelves that's what yeah. i was thinking of but thank you very much and uh, next time just say hi uh and it's over i'm one- sure if it was us no that's true uh, it's over 9,000 productions. A Sal Rance show would be a gold mine. Just saying. I appreciate it. I don't like to rant. Uh, I, I, I talk at length on things I'm passionate about and people uh, call them rants, but like, I'm not Dennis Miller. I'm not going to create an entire show based around me being outraged and like, it would not be good for me and it wouldn't be good for anybody else. Uh, it, it would be inauthentic. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And uh, Rami Darwish, happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays to you too, Rami. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really appreciate it. By the way, I don't know if you looked at these, but like, in the actual thing, they're like they have little snow. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's really fun. I like it. Uh, I guess we could talk about Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man number fifteen from Zeb Wells and Ed McGinnis. This is sure. the second chapter of Dark Web or third chapter, whatever. Um, featuring Spider-Man fighting Venom uh, because uh, Madeline Pryor took 
something the, the context is in a book that hasn't come out yet it's in the and venom it won't book come out for two weeks yeah so good planning uh but all that matters is venom has been reset to the 90s standard i kind of hope it's permanent he's like it's like a weird hybrid yeah because he still saved a kid yeah that's he's lethal, still protector. The lethal protector but he also is like yeah but yeah, no, Lethal Protector. Yeah, well, Lethal Protector only wanted to kill Spider- only, only stopped trying to kill Spider-Man because of the deal they made. Okay. I don't know. This is this is okay. This could work. Okay. You can make this work. Especially since you did everything with Venom. You've gone all the way to, like, Space God, Father. No. Now Irresponsible Meathead. Uh, the Irresponsible Venom. Yes. Which is which is just Venom. <laughs> um, yeah, the cover, you know, uh, if you haven't already seen John Amita Jr. draw Venom, this is what he looks like. For some reason, Ramita's like, I don't want to draw Venom big. And I'm like, well, he is. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. You're always drawing him wrong. But uh, yeah, Ed McGinnis does the interiors for this one. And uh, for my money, does a nice job. I don't think it's bad. Uh, I don't care for Ed McGinnis too much. I think it's very cartoony. It has a very specific style that needs to fit a very specific mold. He clearly was, as you pointed out, picked for this, this because it's supposed to be yeah. evoking a feeling. And I think it does. Yeah. For the most part. Um, it felt very much like a fill-in because a lot of things are reiterated. You know, like Chasm being like, I'm going to get you. And then he is, and then he goes away so that Spider-Man and Venom can fight. Mm -hmm. And then he comes back at the end and goes, I'm going to get you. And I'm like, eat me. Venom's like, sure. Also, <laughs> but just your brains. And, and Wells has this whole like ongoing thing that I think he thinks is really funny. And it's just not. Okay. Like it's, it's, it is, someone who thinks they're being very clever okay where they just it, they they run with the brain eating motif venom venoms has said in, 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 in numerous times 30 years ago we're gonna eat your brains it, it, he said it to such effect that they made an action figure with a backpack you push a little button he says it mm -hmm. made very it made moms really mad in this spider-man uh i guess like challenges that concept and says like my brains would be delicious or they'd be there'd be too much for you just, just there's a lot of uh there's a lot of references to the brain eating and you know the just, just the idea that like spider-man has a big brain and he's like sensitive about the the subject it, it was it, it's a it's a lot mm -hmm. of like not funny yeah it's like an snl sketch where it's like oh that's really not fun oh but you really thought that was oh and this is still going just no like was, I, that was not my favorite no that was not my favorite at all because i did read this one too i know so you I was did. like all right i better check this out yeah and it's you know but otherwise like nothing significant happens in it uh we do see spider-man bump into maddie which is kind of fun yes and he's like you look like gene yeah she's like don't say that i'll take your mouth i'll take your mouth and i'm like no nah, yeah that's fair yeah that's cool it's creepy yeah every time and hollow's eve's like i want to i want to hold me back <laughs> <laughs> can i be relevant or in this book and they're like no uh you are a variant cover character I'm like you like i don't i do not see a redemption for you no like at least with 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 um with ben with ben when like, he gets his memories he'll be like oh my guilt yeah but like she is not no necessarily affected by that no she's just she's just out of her mind yeah. I, everything that everything that ben does is something that could be better suited if they made it kane this should have been Kane. Oh, that would have been very interesting. Yeah, it's a shame. That's mm. it. I, I, it, this is, and by the way, like th this did not feel like a '90s book to me. 
this felt like they were trying to do a 90s oh, book oh for sure like, but I, it didn't have the I, I had no joy or nostalgia with it mm, you know I, I you. It, it was yeah I, no i get that i wanted it to be that mm-hmm. i didn't feel it that's fair how about you? Yeah, um, I mean, I I think I you know even if I if the Duggan issue wasn't great, the great yeah, like um, I I enjoyed that. It had more, more substance. Yeah, and it's a book that you I think you is is totally dispensable. By the way, oh sure, that's but, how much I think you know this book had no substance. Yeah, I, I think this was just dark web to me feels like it's not meant to be taken seriously even remotely even though the like the audience is being used to care about ben well yeah like there is that i mean i i think the mistake here might have been the idea that they were like well who really cares about ben Uh, yeah like like they're they're like me i'm like all you have to do is just go online and ask and you'll find out that ben has a lot more fans than you think yeah but i i think also that um the the concepts that they're dealing with here have the potential yes. to have a real discussion yes. going on. And I, I think the misstep here might have been going too, too like just nostalgia driven as opposed to like actual like what what Story. what does it mean to be a clone? Right. What, like what does it mean to even remember that time? Like what what is the takeaway of the nineties? Like what what is the point of the make of, of making the reference at all? Yeah. You know? I don't think there is one. I, this is one of those things where it's like, oh no. Is all the is all the story gonna be in Dark Web one and two or something? Uh, and then the sure. rest of it's garbage. No, for sure. Um you know, I can't tell though if it's better or worse having this as opposed to like, having a writer try to put more of a poignant note to it and completely miss the mark. Right. Like I can't tell which is worse because we only have the one thing. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I you don't need to read this. This is one of those things where it's like if you want to see Spider-Man fight Venom, it's technically there, but there's no fun to be had because the writer is having more fun than you. Like you could tell, well, yeah, Wells is having fun, or he's like tripping over himself to make you think he's having fun. It's I, hard. I'm, I'm not here to anticipate what he's doing, right. but like, I'll tell you this: I had no joy reading it. I I feel like it's hard to tell if he's having fun and is like, "Hang on, wait, I think you're gonna have a good time." Oh, you didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Or he's having fun at the expense of you. I think that. I think the and event I, is at the expense of the reader. I think that this issue, he is genuinely trying to have fun. I think he would say, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it. I had a blast writing it. Right. But like, I, I think that, yeah, the, the, this decision to make it Ben is because they're like, we know that the that there's 50% of the audience. Marvel, I think, thinks half the audience hates Ben Riley mm-hmm. and the other half loves Ben Riley. So both halves will buy this. Right. And they're wrong because, yes. because comics are playing 12th fiddle to a million other alternatives, including like comic book commentary, YouTube channels and TikTokers who will just tell you what happens in the fucking thing. So this is like a fine book, but like, you know, it, it looks good. I guess. If you like that style. Yeah. It's not even Ed McGinnis's best work. That's, just, that's fair. You know, it's, it's very much a filler. So that's a shame. What else did you read? Uh, the last thing all right well before we get into that 
the uh, last thing. <clears throat> the last thing. That. If I hopefully I can remember it because it was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, Jose Rivera says, I can attest to the fact that I'm getting more with Comic Pop Returns. Glad to hear you're Aww. both talking about comics I like, but also stuff I wouldn't know. Yeah, that's the Hooray! whole idea. We're hoping to get people to like find something they might enjoy. Yes. Uh, so thank you very much. Ray Farr, I think you've talked about him before, but on the whole, what are your thoughts on J.R. Jr.? I personally adore him, but street heroes are his best designs. Yeah, I would love to see J.R. Like, you know, I love Ramita Jr. on older books like his daredevil his punisher his spider-man mm -hmm. 20 years ago 30 years ago really fun blocky as a kid i didn't like it it's funny as a kid when i saw john Reed jr on stuff i was like ugh. and then as an adult i'm like looking back at that work and i'm like that's really cool i really right. appreciate it um and i have an affinity for ramita jr on spider-man during the straczynski era though i have i i recognize the faults but they aren't as egregious as they are today. That being said, it is, he's been drawing for 40 years. Right. Like he's not going to get better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. At least not now. Right. Especially on the, like the awful, like semi monthly, like, you know, routine, mm -hmm. you know, you're making a 60 something year old man draw like, you know 30 pages every two weeks that's it's not gonna be fantastic unless it's greg capullo drawing batman spawn he's not that old yes he is no we looked that up he's not that old. no he is really yeah no he's not 70 he's 60 i thought he was in his 50s no oh but uh <laughs> <laughs> let's say you yeah, look you can google him you know we're not telling tales out of school here uh He's like, I'm banking on you not Googling me. Well, I'm sorry, Greg. Mm -hmm. uh, Ray Farr also says, due to back issues on it, I picked up Batman Endgame. And man, Capullo was born to draw Batman. My only gripe was that the long-eared Batman is that I like a long-eared Batman with trunks. Well, then you are not a Greg Capullo fan. I mean, like, obviously you are. But like, if you want, <laughs> if you, if you want long-eared Batman with trunks, you need Norm Brayfogle, who was taken way too soon. But uh, that yeah. is long-eared Batman with trunks. Nobody drew Neil Adams' Batman <laughs> better the Norm Brayfogle and Neil Adams. Uh, anyway, uh, now the moment you've all been waiting for, Batman Spawn number don't, one. Don't leave. Don't leave. Batman Spawn number one from Todd McFarlane and Greg Capullo, the dream team of Spawn, are back to give us this book nearly 30 years in the making. No, really? Yes. Wow. 1994 was the last Batman Spawn crossover, and there have been two other Batman Spawn crossovers both in the same year uh but this is it and this is another one uh and uh yeah i i wonder if i wonder what the sales are i'm interested in that too. i would love to know the variant covers i've seen on this are phenomenal and i'm so glad like they're so dope and it's like everybody came out to right. do something j scott campbell did two that's how many there were jason Fabok did one that will knock your freaking socks off jim lee came out and did one that looks like Jim Lee drew it. Uh, there's a Sean Gordon Murphy. There's there's at least two or three Greg Capullo covers that he did in 2006 when they were going to do this the last time. <laughs> They're literally just covers that we've only seen like lower res because yeah they were solicited at like you know Newsarama in 2006 and mm -hmm. then they never and then they never happened and then they were like oh well here you go now we have them that's uh, awesome boom and and. As much as you love, uh, you know, I hate the variant cover scheme. I also think it's a great opportunity to at least get some dope ass images of Batman Spawn. Mm -hmm. You know, especially if you're like going to only do a 48 page book, 
and it's going to be drawn by Capullo. Uh, if you want to know more about this, you should check out not only my interview with Todd McFarlane and Greg Capullo on Elseworlds that came out last week. You can check that out here on this channel. Uh, we talk at length about this issue in particular and talk about spoilers and stuff. Um, but also I talked to Todd and Greg about it on uh, CBR's website as you well. Did. On YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, You've so been like nonstop. Batman I've been talking Spawn. about this forever because Spawn Batman? I can't believe it's Batman Spawn. Batman Spawn. It's made by DC. Uh, but I can't, you know, I couldn't believe that this happened when it came out or when they announced it. I, right. You know, and neither could anybody else, by the way. They were all like, what? Um, yeah. And so here we are. Here it is. Yeah. Uh, and, we're, you know, we heard this happened. And this happened. And it's like, I will talk about the art first because. Sure. That's the thing we're all here for. Uh, Greg Capullo uh, drew the shit out of this, as you would imagine. Greg Capullo has drawn, like, essentially this generation's definitive Batman. You know, right. he drew The Court of Owls, Batman Endgame. Uh, you know, he even drew during Super Heavy. Like, he drew it all. Yep. And infinitely more. Uh, and, I mean, he 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 defined the faceless Joker. Okay. You know, like, he's drawn it all. Yep. Uh, and to see him, and normally, I think he has, uh, I don't remember who his normal inker is on that series, but it ain't McFarlane and McFarlane's inks on this. Give it a kind of heavier weight, not like emotionally, but like really on uh, line wise. I don't normally notice. I think it's Jonathan Glapian does the, uh, the inks on Capullo normally. Okay. But uh, uh, you know, heavy inks and knowing that Greg was like, I'm going to like the way that it worked apparently back when Greg used to draw spawn, was Greg would draw Spawn, mm -hmm. and he's like, I have to draw with all the details that Todd McFarlane's known for. So he would draw it with crazy detail. And then Todd would ink it with more detail. And then Greg would go, oh, I guess he didn't think I had more detail. So then he would put more detail. And it would just be this ever wanting up. And so that's why, like, every book of Spawn is just lines and dark. I'm just like that explains a lot because the, the, this, the shift from McFarlane to, to, to Capullo on Spawn was night and day. It was right. just, just dark, but like heavy, heavy ink. Uh -huh. And uh, it's here as well. Like Greg took everything he learned from drawing Spawn definitively mm -hmm. and everything he drew, he learned from drawing Batman and shoved it in this book. Um, and I think McFarlane did some nice jobs. Uh, but you could tell that McFarlane wasn't used to inking Capullo in a while. Okay. Because I think his inks were a little too heavy. Hmm. I think that they were, it was fun to see. And in the action sequences, it is dynamite. But in the quieter moments of which there are a few, uh, it's, you know, it, it's heavy. Like there's, I'm, I'm thinking specifically, there's a sequence in which, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne is in Wayne Manor. He's talking to Alfred. Yeah there's too much detail on alfred like i i'm used to what bruce wayne and alfred look like uh -huh. from capullo right and it ain't that no just a lot it's a lot of heavy weight mm -hmm. on them when it should be a lighter looking sequence uh it is still bathed in shadow and stuff but you know whatever of course fun. there's like no lights in wayne manor there are no lights no there's, just, there's nothing but dramatic lighting. so at least they save on heating and lighting you know yeah. on their electricity bill although <laughs> you know I don't know if he's off the grid under the, in the cave. The cave probably more than makes up for it. Sure. But yeah, uh, the art, uh, fun. They talk about a Talon being in introduced in this. Uh, and he is. There's a Talon in here. And they talk about how he's like new and he's like more of a... Uh, McFarlane wants to call him a cosmic Talon because he's able to like jump universes. Mm -hmm. He's in this, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, he looks like a Talon. Yeah. What'd you expect? When they talked about him, I thought they were going to like 
They were gonna they were gonna zhuzh him up. Was he gonna have a big cape with? Why not? Make him look like a goddamn shoulder pads. Yes, make him look like Redeemer or something. But like, he just looked like a talent. You know? Okay, that's cool. You know? I was like, oh, all right. There were a lot of heavy expectations on this book, and I think that unfortunately hurt it a little bit. Hmm. Thirty years in the making. All right. Intercompany crossover during a time when intercompany crossovers were huge. Mm -hmm. So you think it they hurt your enjoyment of it? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Because I had no expectations and I got everything I expected. Well, yeah. Certainly you'll get what you expect. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I had not, like, going into this, was like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'd done the episode. Yeah. So now I can't be on the episode. No, you'll be on it. Um, but I read this and I was like, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. It reads, and of course, like, the last two were not written by, by Todd. No. This one was, but I've read 100 issues of Spawn. I know what a Todd McFarlane spawn book is, and it's uh -huh. this. Uh -huh. oh, so yeah. if you were expecting anything else, you will be surprised. No, this was like I, you know, we were talking about it afterwards because um, thanks to you, I got to read it a little early, and I kept my mouth shut. Um, That's right. But um, we were talking about how you're like it's a little like you didn't know what it was. No, like there were parts of it. And I was like, you I was know, like, I don't even know. What, 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 like I would just things because because this is this is in the Spawn universe, right? Like Gunslinger Spawn, She Spawn, all these spawns that Todd had created like a couple of years ago to do the Year of Spawn mm -hmm. and to build out the Spawn universe are here. Yes. This is today's Spawn. Mm -hmm. This is today's Al Simmons. It's today's continuity. It is not today's Batman. No. This is a this is a Batman in the Spawn universe. And I don't know if they're even hopping universes. I think this might be a Batman that exists in the Spawn universe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Which is also hilarious because that means that there are three Spawn Batman crossovers in which they all take place in their own goddamn yeah, universe. I, yeah, I don't think this is a Batman that takes place in... In the Spawn universe. No. There's, a, there's a Batman who hops into the Spawn universe. I thought it was a Spawn who hops into the Batman universe. Right, but it's not the DC, you know, dark crisis period. No, it's a period. different... This is, it's, an, it's an Elseworld. It's another Earth I where Spawn can have visit. Sort of assumed. Yeah, I think that's... I, I'll tell you this. I'll know who, I know who didn't think about it. Todd McFarlane. See, I don't know because, like, why when we were talking about the book, and you're like, I'm not 100%. And I was like, you know what? I kind of took everything um, in this book in stride yes. because I had a moment where I was like, not that I've ever talked to him, but like, were I to ask Todd McFarlane about this, he would have an explanation for every question I had. He definitely would. 100%. Like, I was like, Todd knows exactly what's going on in this book through and through. And I was like, and for some reason that gave me comfort. Where yeah. I was just like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like there's a, there is a story here. Yes. Yeah. Todd writes in a way that I, that, that, it, that has the confidence of a serial killer. <laughs> and it's the kind of confidence that I would not have if I wrote like that. You know, I think, I don't think it's that. I think Todd writes what he thinks is cool. Yes. He definitely does. Like, he's just like, I'm writing what I think, what I want to read. And I think that he achieves that. I mean, definitely, he's not doing, you know, it's funny. We, we talked about, like, the, the Spider-Man Venom fight. And I think that, like, Zeb Wells was trying to do what they had done. Yeah. And failed. Yeah. And Todd is still doing what he has been doing for 35 years. Yep. And like, that's the difference. You know, that's the Pepsi challenge. Like, this is a book. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is a book from the 90s. Yes. In every way, 
except that it came out in 2022. Mm -hmm. But if you want to know what it's like to read a book from the 90s, here it is. Mm -hmm. But Greg has gotten better at drawing. Kind of. Because like his art back then was still the top. Like Greg Capullo has been Wizards number one artist since 1994 up to 2022, up till Wizard closed as a company. Like he's still the best and he's still drawing amazing stuff. And it looks really cool. The the, the, the standouts are the double page splashes where things like are, oh, absolutely. are spectacular. Uh, yeah. Um, w- yeah. So, so what's what happens in this book? Uh, it's, it's been a minute, so it's it's kind of hard for me to. Okay, re- so like they're trying to do this theme where like because in this universe or in this time because I I you know Wanda died at some point and I was like oh yeah I remember hearing something about that but like I didn't I'm Rince Vaughn so I don't remember that Wanda died but Wanda's dead and you know obviously Bruce Wayne's mother is dead and uh, so there's this like connection and the the Court of Owls is looking to pit spawn against Batman by making one think the other is like holding their soul. I think that uh, That's what they, they trick spawn into yes. thinking that Batman has stolen Wanda's soul from hell. No, he has, heaven. no, he has the ability to open a thing that will allow spawn to go get what he wants. Uh, yeah. I think that's what it was. Okay. It's a little, it's a little weird. Well, no, mine is I'm trying to recall mm-hmm. versus understand. Cause I, I believe when I was reading, I was like, I get you. All yeah. Right. right. Which is like a scary place to be sometimes where I'm just like, all right. I, I, I'm totally of, on board. Part of this book. I was like, I know we're Todd McFarlane yeah. right now with this. And I'm like, why? Yeah. No, a lot of people had the same thought. I thought it was, um, the girlfriend from zero year. Really? From the art. Okay. And then I'm like, oh, it's Martha. Yeah, it's just Martha. And then I went and looked at like... Well, the, I think for know. a lot of folk, what threw them off was the portrait yeah. of the two of them. And I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't the Wayne? What The Wayne's are going to have a young portrait of themselves. They yeah, didn't why wouldn't get they to be... get old that like... They yeah, were... no, they were in their like, like, they were in their 30s by the time they died. Right? Like, no. And like, wouldn't you like, even if they weren't, why are you hanging a portrait of yourself old? Don't you want to look at yourself like, wow, look at me. Look at how good I looked back I'm... then. Yeah, no, I know. But I, but it was still, I was like, what? <laughs> um but yeah so uh they have to fight or other spawn attacks batman and uh they end up you know through uh through their battle into like the dead zone which is a which is an old old holdover from spawn where it's like no no there's one like played. a yeah like so seemingly what it is is like okay so here's what i thought i got out of this now mm-hmm. correct me if i'm wrong because maybe what i was doing was adding to it where i thought mm-hmm. it needed to yeah i thought there was something about crime alley in which no what no we're never in crime alley we'd never go to crime alley i thought we were i, I think he goes there but then through it it, it keeps going and then becomes spawn well, that's what i'm saying i yeah think, so yeah okay i think there's something about crime alley where it's like the nexus of the universe where there's like <laughs> some like barrier like issue and like since they both have this connection to alley yes and such that like there is some weakening there that's why batman won't cross back over yes. he's like no you come to me right but because well no because, because like the dead zone is there well, the dead zone between. is there on where batman is and he's like if you come over here you'll lose your powers and then i can actually beat you yeah like but there's something about that area i think that there's like something yeah I, okay I, I i buy that yeah okay. For me, I thought it was just because they were like, well, alleys are thematically relevant and Spawn Alley has like the dead zone where you can like uh-huh. lose your lose your powers or not have your the backing of, of the magics that control you. And so mm-hmm. uh, so then they team up and they, you know, that's it. And they and they fight the. Fucking yeah, well, and then like and the talent are involved and the, the Court of Owls involved because like they need Spawn to do something because they need Batman 
in order to open up this the portal, this portal thing. Yeah. And like, so they had to convince, they had to trick Spawn into doing that. Yep. And that's very Spawn. Like Spawn's like the Spawn's, hapless, like Spawn's always a dupe. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. They go to Joker for information. He's the faceless Joker, which I was like, what? I, I was think, like, is this in the past? Is this? And then I'm like, okay, it's another reality. Yeah. Or Kapoor is just like, I want to draw that because well, that, well, part he, of I that, asked him, part that's of, exactly what it is. Yeah. He's like, I just wanted to draw that one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, you know, like it's kind of fun because it gave, like Ty could write, Ty can, Ty can put together a Spawn Batman story. I have no doubt, but yeah. like, I'm sure he enjoyed a bit of the challenge of like having his like friend and colleague tell him things that he wanted to see in there. And then like, trying to make that's exactly all that work and i'm like that's that's kind of cool that's what he said no he said oh, he really didn't, he didn't write a script he he asked greg what he wanted to draw right. and then greg told him like these are the things i want to see and then todd weaved just a narrative around them. right the court of owls the talons the joker uh you know the the, the big fights yeah uh, talons you know like yeah and obviously this issue or this single issue that we may or may not ever get a sequel to hints at the thing that everybody wants to see yeah which is clown and uh and and joker teaming up mm-hmm. which was going to be the plan for spawn batman uh 2006 but uh todd didn't want to do that one again even though they wrote it or they wrote an outline or they had a plan but they also are indicating that it might be what happens in the sequel um well they should if I... they do a sequel which if you if you check on the interview we talk about whether there's going to be one or not well i kind of I, I hope that the numbers are enough to make them do it because i'd rather have them do it now yes. and just have their final say on it before it's like, you know, impossible to it, do it again. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's interesting. I asked Zdarsky about this because Zdarsky has been pushing both publishers to do a daredevil Batman crossover forever. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to happen, but that's the perfect time. I know. Well, that, and, and actually I wrote an article about it for CBR, which you can check out on CBR to see me talk about that. But, uh, with the Spawn Batman crossover, Todd McFarlane owns Spawn Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Mm-hmm. So the deal, there's no lawyer. DC calls Todd. Todd says yes. They make a deal. They pen a contract. Uh-huh. With with Daredevil Batman, both companies need to have lawyers that oh, yeah. oversee the, the the deal. So it's too many people. Yeah. With DC, it's like it's it's whoever's in charge of DC and Todd. So you you could make more of these much quicker and easier than any other crossover mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so then uh they, they end up at arkham and uh it just falls apart this book is a nightmare this book is just it's just cool looking i i i, I could not make heads or tails of what the fuck happens in this comic book really yeah okay it they just go from one place to the to the next. No, there there is they, there they, is and there again, is barely anything holding this book. If together. I could remember it better than what when yeah, I yeah no no and you it's good that you don't because you'd go insane. No, but like I I do think there there is something there. A hundred. I think that there is something there. No. I think there is a story there. I think that no. Okay. I don't think so. I. I respect that you find one and I, and I hope to find one one day. I'm going to reread it, but you like, you know what I think the difference is I'm used to reading things with magic. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm trying to it. figure out like where the hell I am, when I am. Cause like, you know, we're like, okay, it's alternate reality, Batman. Gotcha. Okay. And then we see faceless Joker. And I'm like, Oh, well maybe we're in the past. What the fuck? And then it's like, plus I haven't read spawn in forever. So like spawns, spawns, Al spawns, not he, you know, at one point he like, he rolls back and becomes shoelace face spawn because we never got to see that. So here it is now. And it's just, we're just seeing things that these two want to put on the page and they don't 
care. Well, and they don't care about framing it. And I don't know, because here's the thing. Reading I, it, I had a I had a blast reading this book. But I was also like, I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. I think that Todd was very, and I'm not I'm not kidding about this. I think that Todd was very influenced by the in like the 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 pushing to the forefront of pop culture the multiverse yes and and mm. i and i think dimension hopping all of that i think that that is where this came from and yeah. if you go into it reading it like that yeah you're probably gonna have an easier time comprehending it i will tell you like it is you you got to make some leaps in logic here folks yes but if you're used to reading that kind of thing i'm not saying it's great but like Right, you will find something there, but I say go pick it up. Challenge. Oh yeah, yourself. no, you need to read Challenge this book. Yourself. You should be reading this because it is off the walls, and it's not even like it's bombastic. Like I remember uh, having a nightmare as a kid reading JLA Avengers because I thought all the like in my nightmare all the comic books were like that. Oh yeah, that's right. Everything was hyper detailed. Everything had a million characters on it. Everything had little panels. It was yeah. just it was it was a nightmare. And it's not. And in this, it you 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 got to look at this thing <laughs> and read it because it is so bizarre and it's so not the last two. Yeah. Like the first one is just Danny O'Neill wrote a book and he said that all the other writers at DC wrote it. Right. It's boring. It's lame. It's silly. It doesn't mean anything. It has mm-hmm. nothing. It's a it's a it's a it's a one it's a it's it's like a half napkin pitch Batman story with spawn in it. The other one is Frank Miller letting everybody know he has gone off the rails. Right. Has yes. anybody known that yet? No? Well then I will tell you with Spawn, with some of the best Todd McFarlane art I've ever seen. And then this one is just equally off the goddamn rails. But with Greg Capullo's drawing it and finally Todd writing it. Todd being like, let me give my two cents on this. And I'm like, I don't know why I expected anything else. This is the first time he's written Batman. Yes. Yes. He only drew a little bit of Batman for DC and then left. Okay. And went to Marvel. Uh, and then after Marvel, he was only there for a little while. And then he did friggin' image. And he right? never, he never wrote for Batman again. No, that's true. This may be the first time he's ever written for Batman. Now that I'm thinking that's about it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And he, and he gets it. Yeah. You know, it's not, not bad. Um, the art's fantastic. The, I, I think the colors uh, could have been a little little ratcheted up. Yeah. I, I, the colors I, are a little weak. I think the colorist is trying to do right by Spawn and Batman. I think it's kind of hard. They've got similar dark palettes, but different. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. No. Spawn Batman from 1994 is still the best colored book of the three. Just I, I can't say that for sure. I, I have no idea. I have no frame of reference. For yeah. That. I well, I have the hardcover now. We can show you. Oh, that's right. Uh, and we're going to, and I'll have uh, on my wish list uh, in April, there's going to be an absolute edition of all three of them published in one thing, you know, oversized, massive thing with the, that cover on the front of it. The oversized is pretty dope. I can't wait. And uh, Todd, I think, is going to have some influence on it. So there'll probably be pencils in there. Cool. I should point out, like, when Greg was drawing the book, he was posting pencils on Twitter. And, like, the the, the pencils are amazing. Yeah. So Spawn Batman. It's here. Buy it. Read it. Be part of it. Yeah. So you can at least weigh in. Uh well, yeah. let's recommend some comics that are coming well, out this week. And I would say be part of it, if nothing else, for the fact that like how often does something like this get to happen? It's it's so rare. And not even now. a crossover, but just something that happened so long ago. Yep. Getting a second life. Getting another getting another shot. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because really it wasn't like Spawn Batman and Batman Spawn from 1994. It was like they did this, then a year later they did that or 10 years later. No, it was they 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 both had a shot at the crossover. They both put out their own crossover months apart and then you never saw it ever again. And it was just a joke mm -hmm. forever. Right. And now here's this. Um, there have been so many Spawn variants for this. They did it like a Spawn month or something where like Spawn on a Wonder Woman cover. So it's like Wonder Woman and Spawn, Superman and Spawn, Nightwing and Spawn. What? And I'm like, I want to see all of those now. Yeah, Wonder Woman and Spawn, Superman and Spawn. I was like, no. No, that's not. I can't want to see that so bad. I'd rather see like Spawn and Lobo. Well, because that's a horrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we basically did <laughs> at one point or another because Liefeld had some influence. So let's talk about some comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. Obviously, okay. I'm going to check out Nightwing number 99. Tom Taylor, maybe Redondo, I don't know, but I'm looking forward to it. Dark Crisis Animated Earth number seven. It's the end of Dawn of, uh, of, of Dark Crisis. I've read it. I'll tell you what I think about it next week. Uh, but, oh no, I'm sorry. It comes out Tuesday. Yeah. I'll let you know when we do the next episode of Off the Rack. But uh, Joshua Williamson and Daniel Samper and I had a chance to sit down and talk about it. So that episode will be out tomorrow. Where we'll talk about that. So if you want to know more, Stay tuned to this channel. Yeah. Uh, World's Finest, Batman Superman number 10. You need to get this. You, have, you are not prepared for what happens at the end of this issue. Don't let it be spoiled for you. Mm -hmm. uh, similarly, Batman versus Robin number four. It's fun. Uh, I'll talk more about it when we, when we can, but let's just say Dr. Batfate. Uh, Deceased War of the Gun, Dead Gods, number five. I'm looking forward to that as well. This looks fun. Um, I'm enjoying the series. Um, I will not be reading Mary Jane and Black at number one. We'll see what happens, but uh, we'll, uh, maybe you'll read it and you'll let me know if it's worth it. Uh, Golden Goblin, number two. I will read that. Why do I have um, to read that? It's the next chapter of Dark Web. Ah. <laughs> um, uh, Spider-Man, so The Lost Hunt, number two, comes out. I, I might read that. There's three Dark Web issues this week because mm -hmm. Ms. Marvel is Ms. Awesome. Marvel, yeah, I'm not reading that either. Uh, I, don't, I don't read them tomorrow. I just don't care. Uh, also, it's weird. Kamala was in one of those books, and I was like... Just to set up that. Yeah, and I'm like, why are you Why are you in a Spider-Man book at all? Because she works for one of them. That's She works for Norman Osborn. Yeah. What? And he's in this. Yeah, he is in this. He's important. What are you What are you checking out, Tiffany? Uh, the X-Men Annual is coming out, so I'm definitely going to be picking that up. Very excited. Um, I'm not like I, I very rarely get books that have annuals because they tend to end. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, look, an annual. Yes. How fun. It's self-contained. How interesting. So I will definitely check that out. Uh, also, if you're looking for X-Men content, uh, you can check out Wolverine number 28. That's coming out this week. Strange number nine. It will be hitting uh, shelves on Wednesday. And uh, as Sal was pointing out, he kind of likes the look of Doctor Strange with white hair. It's kind of neat. It's, it's right. fun to see. I was like, oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm not married to it. I don't want to see it forever. But, you know, let's let's play yeah. with it. Yeah, I'm not like, I hate it. It's never going to change. Like, He'll no, go back. He'll die or something. Yeah. If he doesn't need to die, he'll just not be dead. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's only white because he's dead. I, I don't know. I have no idea in terms of that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, yes, there you go. We were talking about this book last week because um, Sal was like, does that book even exist anymore? And yes, it does. But if you want to continue your Sabretooth journey, I think I'm off of this journey, but I want to let those of you out there who are interested in it, Sabretooth and the Exiles number two is coming out. Um, that's the Victor Lavelle book. Um, so I feel like it's, not, it's been a minute. Yeah, so, it has. Um, 
just as a heads up, it is it's coming back out, so you can continue to grab that story if you are of a mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's much else for me. There isn't. That's okay. Yeah, it's a little quiet. Well, we are heading towards the end of the year, so yeah, that tends to to happen. But right. that that means this is a great time to catch up on books, folks. Um, That's true. Some, you know, if you are fortunate enough to have some downtime for the holiday, you know, take a, a, like an hour for yourself right. and just read something you've been meaning to read for a while. Exactly, just, just a little you time. Yeah, well, you should take some you time. Uh, this guy nine nine four seven. I have this crossover taking place before Snyder's Endgame due to the way it feels and the costume, modern Spawn and Batman from a year, few years ago. Okay. That'd be interesting. Yeah, fine. Works for me. Uh, I uh, I also want to mention, because I said I would, uh, I took a poll on our channel here, and you can, I think, can still vote for it. I don't know. No, I think it's over. Yeah, it's done. But check it out and comment on it. Uh, but on this channel in the community tab, I said, which topic do you most want us to cover in an upcoming video? Because I want to start getting back into full discussion shows. Doesn't mean that we have to necessarily sit down and shoot it the way we have shot Comic Line in the past but I would like to at least shoot one of them mm -hmm. uh, that way. And then I'm going to try and normalize the more like Elseworlds-esque format mm -hmm. for that kind of show. Um, we're going to be doing the post-Hickman Krakoa report card with Tiffany and my myself. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to judge the post-Hickman era of Krakoa. How is it doing? Where is it going? What's the grade it gets this, uh, this semester? Um, but there's a number of other to topics. Uh, seemingly, according to you guys, uh, Ben Riley, Better Hero or Menace is the next one up after that massive Marvel events, yay or nay. Uh, and then, uh, or actually, I should say, the DC Cinematic like, Universe. What? Uh, to total or partial reboot, what would you rather see? Mm -hmm. uh, that was another one. And uh, <clears throat> how should comics handle promotion? That was one of the, the one that I'm most excited about. It's the one that you're least excited about uh, yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, but I am uh, hopeful that based on, because I said what, what was the one you wanted the most? So I think this gives me the like the real die in the wool hardcore people about each of those topics. And it's really heartening to see at least two and a half thousand votes. Oh, wow. On that poll. Okay. Uh, so I'll have to do more polls on this channel in the future. But also it gives me a good idea about what like if I'm in the ballpark about what content you're looking for from this channel and from the team here at Comic Pop. So uh, let us know more. Subscribe to YouTube.com slash Comic Pop Plays. Check out Tiffany's streams and uh Make sure to hit the bell for notifications here on this channel so you know when we go live. And check out next week or this week's episode of Back Issues, which will be coming out in two days, because uh, it'll be the biggest anti-crisis you've ever seen. So uh, happy holidays to all of you. And uh, I'll let you know, probably on the community tab, whether we're going to return next week to do Off the Rack or not. Tiffany has some thoughts. We're going to hash them out. And we will talk about those uh, in the future. But if we don't see you, have a fantastic holiday Yay. and have a great new year. I'm looking forward to a great year with not just you, but also Aww. with you. And uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll get all our ducks in a row and we're going to make this like this comic pop network. We've created comic pop, comic pop returns, comic pop plays and more uh, into something that you guys are looking for. So if you, if you're like interested in sharing, or maybe you're, you've been on the sidelines or you've been just watching passively and you feel like you're part of the majority let me know what you want to see from this channel and from the channels overall in the future, in the near future, so we can plan accordingly and make what you want to see. Yeah. Because uh, we, we we really need to start like hunkering down and being the best comic pop we can be. Uh, we, we're, we're now removed from the pandemic, whether that's over or not. Regardless, the world has decided it's over and it's time for us to get back to work with our nose to the grindstone. So let's let's do that. Let's make sure we get like the highest quality stuff 
and the uh, you know and make sure you are uh, getting your fix and that you're not like getting sick of it. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't want ever for you to be like, comic pop. Yeah, I like it, but it like it it got kind of samey. You know. Yeah, we don't want that. No, I want you to stick around, and I want you to uh, you know find. You're like, wow, I've been watching comic pop. I just looked at the. I uh, just checked inventory, and we get, occasionally get comments like this, and it always makes me feel good uh, to be like, uh, I, I've been watching this show for five years. <laughs> like I, I just turn around and realized it's been five fucking years. Like, I couldn't Yay. believe it. Thanks for letting us be here on your journey. Seriously, uh, Cozen, thank you very much for your support, man. Thank I really you. Appreciate it. Thank you to all our super chats uh, for uh, sponsoring today's show, and thank you all for subscribing and being a member of this channel and this community uh, for so many uh, weeks, months, years, days, hours. We do appreciate every single one of you. Thank you all. We'll see you guys next time with another episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye.